media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. Right, let's talk about uh, tendering uh, and the pitching, rather, around the advertising industry. Odette van der Haar is with me, the CEO of uh, the ACA, which is an acronym for the Association for Communication and Advertising. Odette, good chatting to you. Hi. Good morning, Ashraf, and good morning, listeners. Absolutely. Odette, thank, let's talk about this. First of all, just let, let, let's get this right. Um, we know it's a media marketing show, but we're starting one hour earlier, so not everybody's tuned in to uh, understanding how, you know, the dynamics of the advertising industry. So maybe when we talk about pitching, just a quick explanation in terms of what does a pitch really mean so that those that don't know can actually understand that. No problem. So in most business uh, environments, tendering for a piece of new business is quite common. In our industry, we call it pitching, essentially. So it's a bid for new business acquisition that more than one company or two or more companies will compete against each other for in order to acquire a new contract, a new project, or a new piece of business on a long-term basis. Okay. Now, now with that in mind, I understand that uh, you certainly, as as the head of the ACA, uh, put together what a code of conduct in terms of of, of what needs to happen and what should not happen with regard to these pitches. Explain that to me. Sure. So, in the past, um, it was a free-for-all market. And what we found is that a lot of companies in the process would be exploited, either for the um, intellectual property or alternatively, the costs of pitching would be so astronomically high. We think that a response to a brief, even a simplistic brief, will cost an agency upwards of 250,000 rand and, you know, it, it just starts climbing. So when you look at the costs to be incurred on the part of agencies, particularly smaller agencies, those costs can be um, prohibitive in terms of acquiring new business. And too often we saw agencies, smaller agencies, the smaller companies, trying to acquire new business, trying to grow through that process and literally pitching themselves or bidding themselves out of business mm-hmm. and eventually closing their doors. We then had to look at it um, holistically and in terms of our mandate, the ACA's mandate, which is to look after the health and well-being of the sector, we needed to put in place a set of rules of engagement that would level the playing field, make it a free and equitable process for all companies, irrespective of size, um, to participate equitably, you know, in order to, to win the business and to take it from what would have been a lotto scenario into a real business opportunity. All right. So, so this, the, these, these guidelines, let's get this right. Are, are they, they new guidelines then, right? They, they, no, they're the, not. They're not? They're in existing? Fact, hmm. No, they're not, they're not new. Long ago, many, many years ago, a set of guidelines were put in place by the ACA, National Treasury, the Department of Trade and Industry, and the then Association of Marketers called ASOM. And those guidelines really were exactly what the rules are today, except they were a guideline to be followed or not to be followed, really just, you know, um, an aid in such. Uh, as, as such for procurement or for clients who didn't know how to engage with our sector. What we found is that even with guidelines, the, you know, agencies were still being exploited. Intellectual property theft was still taking place. 
you still had a whole lot of agencies competing for a piece of business, making it a non-viable, um, you know, new business opportunity, mm-hmm. etc. And we then decided that the best thing to do is to set in place a set of rules, rules that are there as not just a guide, but for adherence purposes, and that should not be and will not be broken. When we did that, we actually started finding that pitches were done in a more cohesive way. Clients who would go out to pitch would go out to pitch seriously, because what we also found as part of the process before is that clients would go on a shopping expedition. So, for example, a client might be very happy with their agency, and they were just looking for new ideas, you know, and they would go out mm-hmm. in the name of a pitch and ask agencies to bid and create, come up with new concepts and new ideas for their brand, and in so doing, shop for new ideas, which they would then brief the incumbent agency with and actually never, ever have intended to put the business out for pitch, which means hundreds of thousands of rands incurred on the part of agencies just wasted. Okay, so, so now in, in terms of this, this, let's call it this revision now, uh, from, from recommendations to, to what? Something that you can enforce, because you're talking about a code of conduct, right? Yes. So you, you now can enforce. So uh, let's then talk about some of the changes. First of all, in terms of the, the actual pitch, I understand that, uh, that most of us know that sometimes you can give like, be given like a three-day or four-day deadline. Uh, there's issues about how many agencies are invited to pitch this issue of actual cost factor and you made the point about smaller agencies that actually can't get mm-hmm. in and beyond that the issue of transformation so maybe just just touch on uh, the, the the key um, rulings rather on, on these four or five issues so we understand them or that alright so the code really has five rules the first rule well whether the client engages in an open tender where they literally advertise that their account or their piece of business or contract will be up bidding um, or whether they invite only a select number of agencies is really the client's prerogative. We don't dictate as far as that is concerned. However, we say that the client should credentials and case studies as well as statutory documents such as triple BE certification, tax clearance certificates, etc., to shortlist the agencies. And to shortlist the agents, when they shortlist the agencies, they should have no more than five agencies on the shortlist. It takes it from being a lotto to being a real business opportunity mm. because each agency is then afforded at least 20% chance of winning the business. The number five was selected because, you know, it is a, a reasonable number in terms of including, for example, an incumbent agency, uh, three choices in terms of options and perhaps a wild card agency. So in the mix, there's a nice opportunity for a client to have a variety of agencies, a variety of sizes, while still keeping it a little bit conservative and being able to open it up for a smaller or a wild card agency. That's okay. the first rule, to okay. shortlist to no more than five. Mm-hmm. Then the second rule is that agencies must be afforded no less than 15 working days for preparation of these submissions. The simple reason for this is rubbish in and rubbish out. If you afford an agency less than 15 working days, let's just take this realistically. These companies don't know anything about your brand or your business. You're expecting them to do a little bit of research. You're expecting them to collate their case studies and to align case studies to your scope of work and services to get references, to collate tender documents. 
you're also expecting these agencies to take their resources from paying accounts or paying customers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to respond to your brief. The least that they should be afforded is 15 working days to do that properly to, to be in order to put their base foot forward. Okay, yeah. so now you're not going to get so these three-day deadlines that I alluded to earlier on, right? Um, I think that's Absolutely. interesting. The issue of, of you know, in terms of the pitching, uh, often you're being asked to pitch by, by creating a, a concept uh, for, for a campaign uh, which a brand may or may not ever use. Understand there's a change there that you should really pitch yes. or submit all the credentials and case studies. Explain that. that that's radically different, isn't it? Well, no, actually, it's the best way of looking for an agency partner. That's the third rule, Ashraf. So what we're saying is, Mr. Client and Mrs. Client, put together a scope of work and services. So firstly, know what it is that you require the agency partner to do. Then go and speak to the agency partner. This is what I require from the successful agency who will become my business partner for the next three years or whatever the duration is. Bring me a case study of work that your agency has successfully completed and done that was paid for by another client that is exactly in line with our scope of work and services. And demonstrate to us in this case study what the business problem was, how you produced and executed the work, what the strategy was, what the selection of media was, what the creative execution was, how you tracked and measured the success of the campaign, what value add you gave to the client, and, and what return on investment you delivered for the client's spend. That is a sure test of whether or not the agency can meet the scope of work and, 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 and services. And that is free. If you ask for a good idea, you're coming to the ideas generation business. Of course you're going to get a good idea. Whether or not that idea is viable, whether or not the agency has the resources or the ability to execute that idea is a whole other story. But when you ask for a case study of work they've actually done, that is in line with your your scope of work and services, now you're asking them to show you that they, they can do and they have done what you need them to do. Very right. big difference. What is, so, so is that now in, in practice happening? And what has been the response from the agencies, in fact, from the brands and the agencies regarding that? Well, in, an, in a recessed economy where prices are not you know, flowing like milk and honey and where clients are risk-averse, they are tending to be more amenable to case studies because they found that that is certainly the most risk-averse and most accurate way of assessing an agency's ability to do what you need them to do. Because after all, what is a brief that is issued during the pitch process? It's a means to try and evaluate whether or not the agency can do what you need them to do. There's no, no sure way or no better way of doing it than using a case study because they've actually done that before. You see, there are only three things you can do with a brand. You either launch a brand brand new or you're changing an existing brand or you will be sustaining a brand in terms of your existing market share, you know, if you're a market leader, etc. Now, if you know where your brand is as a client, if you know, if you're a marketer that is experienced and you know what you need out of your agency partner in order to get a particular job done for your company or your brand, it's very easy then to brief your agency according to that scope of work and services for a case study. And the agencies now have to think like business people and align the work they've done to brand objectives, to return on investment, 
And it's a slightly different discipline now in terms of demonstrating their ability to do the work. All right, talking to uh, Odette van der Rohan for the next three minutes or so regarding uh, the ACA, the Association for Communication and Advertising and how they work regarding uh, pitching. The other one is, is the pitch fee, right? Uh, talk to me about right. that, the 50000 and why that's so significant. Okay, so that's the fourth rule. The, the rule is that if you are going to go and ask agencies to do work, come up with an idea or a campaign concept, that's where we talk about that 250000 rand plus cost incurred on the part of agencies. What we then say is the 50,000 rand pitch fee, mandatory fee that is offset against the hard costs that the agencies incur in responding to a brief that you are issuing for your brand, for your benefit. All right? It's not the best way of looking for an agency. In fact, it's the worst way of asking uh, an agency or evaluating an agency. And I like to say to the clients that it's a bit of a fine. That if you, you know, if you look at that 50K, you, you should be asking yourself, how do I not pay the 50K and, and engage in a better, more robust, more risk-averse way of evaluating an agency? And the answer to that is via a case study, which will not cost you anything. Okay. And, and the very last one, uh, very important, protection of intellectual property. Tell me about that. Simply because when you do have a situation where agencies are required to produce work for, an, for a client, let's just say hypothetically, the client has reduced the, the number of agencies to less than five, there's a bit of a tie in terms of the scoring to this point, and they need a bit of a, um, an idea breaker you know, to differentiate the two agencies or three agencies from each other to make a final decision, any intellectual property that those agencies produce as a result of the pitch process is still retained by the agency and that a client may not have that intellectual property unless they purchase it or get um, the express written permission from the agency concerned. Okay. Well, there you well, that's, that's Right. That's very interesting. Now, now just, just maybe one last thought in terms of, is that changing how the industry works in practice? I'm sorry, Ashraf, you broke up. Is, is that changing how the industry question? works in practice? It does. And in fact, what we found um, since introducing it as a code uh, some time ago, that it's been a lot more easy to manage pitches. We find that clients are a lot more amenable to doing this, that agencies are able to pitch successfully. Um, we've seen with the economy that there are a lot of pitches taking place now for project work. So it really is a mechanism that's helped us and helped the way agencies work in their daily operations just in trying to acquire new business. You know, it also helps stabilize the, the industry in terms of um, unnecessary wasteful expenditure on the part of agencies. And then also um, from a smaller agency perspective, it's been a nice way of, of assisting smaller agencies penetrate the market. Okay, that's where we're going to leave it. In fact, Odette, maybe the one bit of work I may give you just uh, to perhaps tweet uh, the five or six key rules or takeouts that you've just mentioned to me uh, on, uh, you know, tweet to me with hashtag media show so I can share that with listeners as well. All right? Have a great, yes, have a great Sunday and thanks so much for your time. Odette van der Haar, the yes, CEO yeah. of the Association for Communication and uh, Advertising, that's the ACA. Right, still to come with Chatterfield Hafferty about her decision to step down as, uh, as the boss of uh, the City Press and where is she off to next. But let's get the news headlines now. It's uh, 8.30.